sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hour number two of the first day of this new week. It is a Monday live right here on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All around the Spiz Grizz Network. That is Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here bright and early on this Monday morning. A ton to still get to in our second hour together. Where do things stand in the 2023 Stanley Cup final between the Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers. We'll recap game number one and what is at stake in the second game in Las Vegas tonight between the Golden Knights and the Panthers. We'll go elsewhere around the world of sports. We are nearing the quarterfinal round of the 2023 French Open and some of the top dogs we expected to contend for titles on both the men's and women's side have looked dominant so far in Paris at Rolling Arrows and a huge week on the PGA Tour at Jack's Place, the 2023 Memorial Tournament, where one of the bright young stars in golf reigns supreme. So let's start with that Stanley Cup final update. Game number one, Saturday night, an electric atmosphere in Sin City, Viva Las Vegas in the Golden Knights take advantage they hold a one nothing series advantage in the 2023 cup final a 5-2 victory in the opening game against the florida panthers vegas was booked as a slight home ice favorite around a minus 130 closing number on the money line and they cash in a total of five and a half goes over we were tied at two goals apiece following the second period in fact it was florida that scored the opening goal of the game but vegas rallies in the third they score all three of the third period goals to snap florida's eight game playoff road winning streak and take game number one of the 2023 cup final vegas entered the 2023 stanley cup and that opening game as a minus 125 series outright favorite to put lord stanley's cup high up into the air at the conclusion of this national hockey league season their price nearly doubling following game number one on saturday evening it was minus 125 entering the series following game number one entering game two this evening, it's minus 240 for the Vegas Golden Knights. Speaking of that second game of the cup final, Vegas a minus 140 home ice favorite tonight. Five and a half for that total. The over has the juice at minus 122. Now, let's not knock off the Panthers just yet. A team that has relished the underdog role all Stanley Cup postseason long again florida lost for the first time in nine road games snapping an eight game win streak on saturday night in las vegas florida has still won 11 of their last 13 games maybe a dog from the odds but there should be a bounce back out of the panthers this evening game number two tonight in las vegas of the 2023 stanley cup final between the golden knights and the Florida Panthers. We continue going through the 2023 French Open in Paris at Roland Garros. And when we entered this tournament 
On the women's side, we had an odds-on favorite, Igor Sviantek, who was a minus-125 favorite or minus-140 favorite before the tournament got underway. That price has only grown better. It was a battle of two, it would seem, on the men's side, both in the same side of the draw, Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic. First, we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here before we detail what is happening at the French Open, live on a Monday on the morning after. Sirius XM Channel 1. Five, nine. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens. Igor Sviantek, who is the best player in the world on the women's side, is the best player so far in Paris. Frankly, she has been utterly dominant. She has not dropped a set here so far. She has only lost three games, or a total of eight games, excuse me, in Paris. 6-4-6-0 in her opening round match. 6-4-6-0 in her second round match. A straight sweep, 6-0-6-0. 6-0 to advance to round number four. Behind her, Arena Sabalenka, who has also not dropped a set. It seems as though maybe they will meet in the women's title at Roland Garros. We will not see Carlos Alcaraz and Novak Djokovic play each other for a championship on the men's side because they are on the same side of the draw. Alcaraz has dropped a set, but he plays Stefano Tsitsipas in the quarters on Tuesday, Novak Djokovic has never won a Grand Slam, and he has won plenty of them. I believe 22. Joe Frizo, am I correct in saying 22? Tied for the most all-time with Rafael Nadal? I am indeed. He has not dropped a set so far here. He plays Karen Hotchinov on Tuesday in the other quarterfinals. If they both win, that means Djokovic and Alcaraz, they will play each other in the semifinals of the men's draw at the 2023 French open now to the pga tour near columbus ohio muirfield village ohio in fact at the home of the bear jack's place it was victor hovland prevailing in a hard-fought tournament over a grueling four-day stretch at the 2023 memorial victor hovland some clutch putting late in both regulation and in the extra playoff hole at seven under for the tournament following a two under par 70 in the final round on sunday Victor Hovland prevails as the 2023 Memorial winner. A 30-foot birdie putt that he drained on 17, the third hardest hole of the week, forced that playoff hole. The fourth PGA Tour win for the young man from Norway. He is going to be a fixture on the PGA Tour for a very long time. The Daily Basis on this Monday on the morning after, up next on Sportsman. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The Daily Basis, live right here on a Monday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, Channel 159, all around the Spiz Grizz network, that is SportsGrid. I am Ben Stevens. Craig Mish joins us now to go around those Daily Bases. Of course, the host of Newswire each and every weekday starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Our MLB insider across the grid as well. Craig, thank you so much for joining us. How was your opening weekend of June going over everything in Major League Baseball? Yeah, definitely a lot of fun. Fun watching the NBA last night, too. Been locked into that, of course, mm. as well. And uh, you know, that's a new term, uh, the spiz grizz. Huh? I didn't know that, uh, that that was something we were calling it here. I'm going to have to use that, if you don't mind, on my show, too. 
Craig, you are more than welcome to use the Spiz Grizz, the originator of that term, old K-Dubs, Kevin Walsh. It was so catchy. It has really stuck with us here on the morning right. after. The Spiz Grizz, always, Craig. Feel free to use Thank that you. on Newswire whenever you feel fit. Craig, one of the best marquee matchup of the weekend that we saw in Major League Baseball in Los Angeles between the Dodgers and the Yankees, two of the biggest and best brands in all of the sport facing off over the weekend the Dodgers took the opening game on Friday night at the ravine eight to four inside Dodger Stadium the Yankees respond by taking the final two including the finale yesterday on Sunday night baseball a 4-1 victory for the Bronx Bombers Craig as you look at this weekend series between New York and Los Angeles what was your favorite game or perhaps moment of the weekend yeah, I mean, for me, you know, just watching the games go back and forth, you know, I honestly paid more attention to Friday night's game than I did Saturday and Sunday, just because, as you mentioned, you know, these two, these two teams don't face off against one another all that much. Now they will every year based on the new schedule. But I, I think, you know, yeah. when it comes down to it, in the end, the Yankees got the pitching on Saturday and Sunday, and I think that's sort of why they ended up winning the series for sure. Now, obviously, Aaron Judge, a little bit uncertain, I think, going into the week as well, so we'll keep an eye on him. But, look, the Yankees are still a very good team, Ben, very impressive, both offensively and in terms of pitching. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just nice to see teams and matchups that we don't normally get to see, and it was good to see Gabe Morency going nuts in the crowd too. Yeah, it was very good to see that for sure. And, Craig, it is fun to see two of the biggest brands that we know in Major League Baseball face off a competitive weekend series. The Dodgers still tied for the second-best record in the National League alongside the Arizona Diamondbacks that we'll talk about in a moment, 35-25. and The Yankees a little bit better right now. The pinstripes have won 13 of their last 19 games. Craig, we talked about the resurgence following the comments from general manager Brian Cashman at the beginning of May to don't give up on us, Yankees fans. And they haven't. And the Yankees have prevailed by stacking up some victories in the win column. Yet the Dodgers remain the favorites to win the 2023 World Series. Plus 470, 10 cents in front of the Atlanta Braves at plus 480. The Yankees, the fifth best number on the board at 11 to 1. Craig, when you evaluate LA and New York, who is a more likely contender for a World Series championship this season? Yeah, I'd still stick with the Dodgers at this point. I think their ability to get savvy at the trade deadline is something that always seems to work for them. I don't know that it's really worked for the Yankees, to be honest, over the last few years. And we talk about it time and time again. Interesting to note the Yankees went from 12 to 1 to 11 to 1 over the weekend with just winning that yeah. series in Los Angeles. But uh, yeah, look, the, the Dodgers definitely going to be up against it, having to fight the Braves. And, and Arizona has been really good. And we'll talk about them this year, too. But I just think the Yankees' road is more formidable. I can make a case the Rays are better than the Yankees. I certainly can make a case for sure that at this point you would have to take a look and say, is the Houston are the Houston Astros still in the way of the Yankees? And I think the answer, Ben, to that is still yes. I'm not going to change my opinion there. By the way, Texas is good yeah. too. So easier road a little bit for me with the Dodgers. I think the Braves right now are the only team that I would look at and say they're formidable. Craig, you see it in the World Series odds. You see it in the records as things stack up right now. The two best prices, L.A. and Atlanta from the National League. The four best odds following both the Dodgers and Braves, all from the American League. Five of the six best records in Major League Baseball 
all from the AL as well, including the Astros. The Braves are the lone team in that group of six from the National League. They took the weekend series from Arizona in the desert against the Diamondbacks. But the distinction between these two, Craig, doesn't seem all that far off. Would you put Arizona on the same level as that tier of two, L.A. and Atlanta in the National League? I, I think what separates some of these other teams from the Diamondbacks, Ben, at this point is something that reared its head yesterday. And I don't know that it's going to change all that much without them making an acquisition. And I think they will. But the Diamondbacks, Ben, their, their closing situation and their back end of the bullpen situation, to me, is not as strong as some of these other teams. Now, I understand mm -hmm. yesterday, uh, you know, Castro gave it up. He's been great all season for them. Gave up a grand slam to Eddie Rosario. To me, biggest hit of the season, I think, for the Braves. But if the Diamondbacks want to get legit, and they got the legit pitching, and they got the legit hitting, especially against right-handed pitching, they're going to have to add a couple of uh, pieces, I think, to the back end of that bullpen. And that could go a number of different ways, Ben. You know, that's the one thing yeah. in baseball that you can do. Uh, you know, Barlow on Kansas City, who knows what will happen with Liam Hendricks with the Chicago White Sox. Some of these teams that are out of it are going to cash in by trading their closer. And I think the Diamondbacks are going to be one of those teams that's going to have to make a big move at the deadline to add that. If they do, Ben, by the way, why not them? I agree. Yeah. Front end of the rotation, very good. Zach Gallon, not his best outing of the year yesterday, but still the second best price to win the National League Cy Young. We saw the favorite, Spencer Strider, against the Diamondbacks on Saturday. His sixth win of the year, a 2.97 ERA for Strider. Craig, when you look at the National League Cy Young Award odds, is it a race between those top two prices, or can somebody else contend for the award? Yeah, well, unfortunately, I don't think uh, any of those guys on the second half of the list are going to win the Cy Young. Our, our guys today put up, I think, Freddie Freeman as a possibility there. So I'm going to I'm going to eliminate that second half of the side of the board there. But I would say this: Zach Allen right now leads the majors in war. And that is something that seems to be getting in a lot of play at the end of the season every year. And to be honest with you, Ben, what I think is the most fascinating dynamic about the Cy Young in both leagues, the American League and the Cy Young uh, award winner in the National League, too, is the contenders yeah. from last year's award have sort of all fallen apart. Julio Urias on L.A., Sandy Alcantara on the Marlins has not had his best year. Alec Manoa, oh, my yeah. gosh, what has gone on with him in Toronto? We saw the start that Verlander got off to with the Mets. So I think someone new is winning the Cy Young award in both the AL and NL and I think keep an eye on the war at the end of the year because, to me, that's the, more of a determination as to how good a player is. And Gallon right now is number one in Major League Baseball. The two reigning Cy Young winners, Justin Verlander from the American League last year, of course, now a Met pitching in the National League, and Sandy Alcantara, 50-1. to 1, Both of their prices to win the NL Cy Young Award at this moment. Craig, a team that we expected to contend with the Dodgers in the National League West, the Padres, except it's the D-backs now tied with L.A. for that top spot in the division. San Diego is five games below 500. They split their last four games. They've split their last 10 games, and they are 27 and 32. Craig, what has been the main reason in your estimation for the inconsistencies out of the Padres this season? Yeah, they just haven't all got hot at the same time, and I think eventually that will happen. Machado's on the injured list their starting pitching has really not been able to get deep enough into games, so they've been relying on their bullpen a lot. Uh, so, you know, for me, I think the Padres do get right, Ben, but maybe they just were a little bit overrated going into the season. It's very hard 
to just you know sort of buy a team or acquire a team over a two-year period and win a World Series. It usually comes in year three or year four. Maybe it just takes the Padres a little bit more time. But, Ben, do they have it with all this money that they spent and Juan Soto becoming a free agent soon? I don't know. We'll see. Craig, quickly, does that start today in the DFS slate for the Padres to get right against the Cubbies? Yeah, I I think so. Good matchup for Blake Snell, left-handed pitcher against some of those lefties against the Cubs. George Springer, revenge game, Ben, against his old team with Houston. Got to go in that direction, 3,300. The Blue Jays and the Strohs. A good look there. Craig, thank you so much. We'll talk tomorrow. More of the morning after. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the Morning After, live right here on this Monday on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens, but it's the prop perspective now to start off your new week with Tom Vecchio from FanDuel, the jack of all trades, here to break down what we are seeing in both of the finals, the 2023 NBA Finals in the association, and before game number two in Las Vegas tonight of the Stanley Cup Final between the Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers as well. Vecchio, as always, hope you had a wonderful weekend, and thank you for joining us here to start off a new week. Yeah, thanks for having me. Two awesome series so far. Uh, certainly very interested in the Stanley Cup Finals game tonight, leaning with the Panthers. Nat, when expecting them to tie things up, I am ready to go. We are going to be in store for a dandy, in my estimation as well, Tom, in the second game of the 2023 Cup Final. Game number two last night, though, of the 2023 NBA Finals in the Mile High City, where the Miami Heat made more history just the second ever eight seed to reach the finals they now become the first ever eight seed in nba playoff history to win a game on the road in the finals 111 108 last night over denver in denver handing the nuggets their first home loss of this postseason winning outright for miami as an eight point underdog vecchio you're an honest guy you're a numbers guy do you think the odds have caught up just enough or have they not caught up at all to what Miami has done as an underdog in this playoff run? I think the game two spot was probably the best opportunity to take the heat. They were still plus nine, you know, going to that game. And, you know, we've seen them time and time again against the Bucs, against the Celtics, you know, coming in as large underdogs and not just covering, but winning, as you said. So I think that maybe going forward, if you can get them once they get on the road again, you can get them at like plus seven, plus eight. That's probably the best spot to get them, but they continue to defy the odds. And if you can get them at a big number, if you can get them at a big number live potentially, I mean, that just offers so much value with the way they've been playing. And, and I got to say, Denver played great last night. They out-rebounded the Heat. They shot over 50% from the field, but the Heat still got it done. The resiliency out of Miami has been their calling card all playoffs long. And I think Vecchio, from the prop perspective, if you would have looked at Nikola Jokic scoring 41 points for Denver last night, it probably, at least pregame, you would have thought come with a Denver victory. It does not. In fact, the Nuggets are now 0-3 in this playoff run when Jokic scores 40 or more points. Vecchio, how do you correlate then team success to individual accolades as we have seen here throughout this playoff run for Denver? 
that's always tough because we see Jokic putting up these triple doubles. And, and, you know, if you look at some of his, if you look at the stat line specifically from him last night, his assists were super low. He only ended with a handful of assists. And, you know, maybe yeah. that's what they need to do. Like he's at his best. Therefore, the team is at his best when he's actually playing a bit of a more of a distributor role. And that's what, you know, gets everyone else involved. It opens up players for, for three pointers, whatever it might be. So maybe that's the adjustment we see going to game three where the, you know, that's the time to hammer his assist prop, maybe take the under on his points and he will have more of a balanced stat line and hit that triple double, but yeah. it won't be 40 plus points. Is it more of a coincidence that when Nikola Jokic has scored 40 or more, Denver has ultimately lost the game? Maybe. I don't really think you want the two-time NBA MVP going off for 40, and that guarantees your other team a victory. But right now, he's the leading point scorer in the 2023 NBA Finals, 68 over the span of the first two games. He has a 21-point cushion over Bam Adebayo, the second leading scorer of this series for Miami as we look up and down who the series leaders are in each statistical category Tom Vecchio who do you think continues to lead the way it's tough to bet against Jokic at this point when he has such a uh, you know such a lead when it comes to so many of these different categories three pointers I think is interesting just because there's so much variance in three pointers a player can you know ride a hot hand for a couple of games and then if we see the defense tighten up he might have a large enough lead so you know, Gabe Vincent there at three pointers, I think, is relatively interesting. Jamal Murray would be another player I have interest in. But if we're going to be expecting less and less scoring as this series goes on, at least that's what I'm anticipating. You know, I don't want necessarily want to be taking a series long bet on something that indicates a ton of scoring when I'm going to be on the complete opposite side of that. Maybe focus on the individual props the rest of the way here because I think you will have more opportunities than we all once perhaps believe, Vecchio, because as you look at the series odds outright right now, Denver a minus 270 favorite, still heavily favored to win that Larry O'Brien trophy, but entering game number two, it was 8-1, to one, minus 800 in favor of the Nuggets. So the odds expect us to see more competition as we get ready for game number three on Wednesday night in Miami personally Vecchio you have a heat ticket to win the NBA championship at a much longer number than that of the plus 220 price for Miami still as the series dog how do you assess where momentum stands headed to Miami I think this is a good spot for the heat to jump out this this could be the spot where the series shifts and you know, part of the part of the reasoning is, you know, Denver, they can't be playing to like not lose games. And, and that's what I think a lot of the teams have done at a certain point against Miami. They're going to say, OK, we're the higher seed. We're just going to play to not lose. And that's not necessarily the right way to go about things. They have to continue to do things their way and play their style of game. And if they fall into some of the traps that the Heat have, that's what allows them to hang around in these games. That's what allows them to come back from 12 or 15 points down where they were last night. Uh, you know, combined with some hot shooting from, you know, from three. So I like the heat moving forward. I'm going to stick with my 18 to one ticket and, and, and ride it to the end. And we'll see how that plays out. I'm sure the cash app, 
cash out option is available but hey an 18 to 1 ticket for a miami team that's certainly going to be in this series not a bad number game number two of the cup final tonight for lord stanley's cup in las vegas between the golden knights and the panthers it was vegas tom scoring all three goals in the third period to separate from florida winning five to two in the opening game on saturday night what do you expect to see in game number two this evening I'm expecting the under. I'm expecting the Panthers to bounce back. I think there was too much scoring. You know, what we saw in game one, we saw a shorthanded goal. You know, we saw a power play goal. But if we look at things in 5 situations, it was actually really, really close. When both teams were under three expected goals in 5 situations, we actually saw the Panthers outshot attempt Vegas despite only putting up two goals. So game one was a little bit fluky. I'm going to be siding with the under again. Uh, both goalies have been great, you know, specifically Bob Rosky. Despite giving up the five goals, he's still been very, very strong. You know, you could add in like the rest versus rust factor where Vegas only had four days off. The Panthers had nine days off. So maybe they weren't you know, ready for that intensity, but uh, leaning heavily on the under tonight and the Panthers to win. So when we look at the under, maybe we're not going to see seven goals that we saw in game number one. But Vecchio, who do you have an eye on in terms of possibly finding the back in the net in game number two? Well, based on the odds, got to love Carter Rahegi there at over two to one. I think that's such a, such a strong spot to look. But Sam Reinhart also has my eye. And I spoke about him last Thursday. And I said he was playing on that third forward yeah. line. He's the primary shooter on that third forward line. And he did have over two and a half shots in that game over the weekend. I like him again tonight for over two and a half shots. That's sitting at minus 108. Again, he's on the third forward line. He's the primary shooter on that third forward line now with Ryan Lomberg and Anton Liddell. We saw the fourth forward line for, uh, for Florida play less than 10 minutes. So they had a very, very you know top-heavy uh, rotation of players. And Reinhardt was also on the first power play. So I like him for a goal tonight. I like him for over two and a half shots tonight. Right now, when we look at the series odds, they favor Vegas. Of course, that makes sense. The Golden Knights entered the Cup Finals, a minus 125 favorite, taking care of business on Saturday on home ice in game number one. It's a minus 240 price now for the Golden Knights. But, Tom, what do you expect to see the rest of the way here in the 2023 Stanley Cup Final between the Golden Knights and the Panthers? Well, personally, again, I'm expecting the Panthers to tie things up, and I kind of like to roll that yeah. into... Uh, you know, total games for the series. I'm on six games prior to the series beginning. So I think that's another spot to kind of go back to, you know, if the Panthers don't win tonight, then obviously that puts it in a really tough spot where the series could be closed out in four or five games. It's obviously not something I want to see. Yeah. So I think I can correlate some of those markets. Okay, if the Panthers win, we're going to be seeing more games, go to the total games market as well, go back to six total games for the series. So, Vecchio, you already mentioned Sam Reinhart for Florida tonight. Over two and a half shots. It's minus 108. You saw the price there at plus 250 for Reinhart to convert one of those shots into the back of the net for Florida. But you're already keeping an eye on game number three in South Beach of the NBA Finals on Wednesday as well. What's the play right there? That's going to be going to Bruce Brown under 10 and a half points. And this has uh, to do with a number of things. One, he's coming off the bench. Two, he's playing a limited amount of minutes. Three, he has been really effective from the field, shooting over 50% in every series mm. in the playoffs thus far. And credit to him, he has his role. He's doing it well. We also see his shot volume falling, and I don't expect him to shoot 50% from the field the entirety of the playoffs, especially against this Heat defense. So 
this is more of a bet, again, kind of on regression, kind of on his role, all those sorts of things. So under 10 and a half is a spot that I'm looking. It is going to be very, very intriguing to see the coaching adjustments between two of the best minds at those positions in the NBA with Miami's Eric Spolstra, who it seemed last night their idea was let Nikola Jokic score, keep him out of the distributing role, and Michael Malone, who called out his team and was fired up after the game saying our defensive effort was non-existent. What does that look like from a game plan and perspective for game number three in Miami on Wednesday? Tom Vecchio of FanDuel, our jack of all trades, thank you for your prop perspective on this Monday morning. We appreciate the time as always. Thanks for having me. Tom Vecchio, a numbers guy, as is our sportsbook conciliary, Dave Sherapan. He joins us next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's been a while, but a nice reunion here to start off this new week on the morning after live on a monday on sports grid i am ben stevens but the reunion is with our good friend our sportsbook conciliary our advisor nighttime in pittsburgh but a sweaty humid evening with the headband on his lid dave sherapan joins us here on this monday on the morning after on sports grid sherapan it's been a minute we are glad to have you back on the show here on tma good to see you benjamin you and the boys are doing Good work. Uh, we were all away. You know, summertime's coming. It's already here, really. So is the NBA Finals. Everything's happening. It's, it's just let's 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 throw back some topics here a little bit. Play a little two-man game back and forth. Love it. A great two-man game, maybe like Gabe Vincent and Bam Adebayo last night for Miami, or Duncan Robinson taking over in that fourth quarter. How do you beat the Heat? Nobody in the Eastern Conference did, and the Denver Nuggets did not last night in game number two of the 2023 NBA Finals. Sherapan, you're wearing the Miami warm-up. You're ready to go. You're ready to fire off all the questions that we have here on this Monday. Because it's been a while since we last spoke, what have you made of how we've reached this ultimate destination, a 2023 NBA Finals between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat? Um, it's so funny. I was sitting with some guys last night from Chicago down at the book mm. and they asked a question and I said, you know what? I'm going to talk about this tomorrow with Benjamin and I'm going to talk about no, it with Peralta on Bostonian versus the book. It's a great question. Who is this the best path to the NBA finals ever? I mean, you go back and look and the, the only other one that they came up with was Dirk Nowitzki in the path that the Mavs took when they won their NBA championship. I mean, the Heat lost the play-in game. The Heat mm-hmm. were down nine to the Bulls in the second half of the elimination game. And they're yep. tied 1-1 in the NBA Finals after having beaten both the one-seed Milwaukee, the two-seed Boston, and they're playing the one-seed um denver in the west i mean this is yeah super impressive uh what miami has done and has the potential to do if they can close this one out 
it's already been historic for the Heat. Just the second ever number eight seed to reach an NBA Finals appearance. They are now the first ever eight seed in NBA playoff history to win a game on the road in the NBA Finals. That is what Miami has built. That's the postseason pedigree we have come to expect. Their second NBA Finals appearance in the last four years but the odds didn't always follow that share of pan the power no. ratings different perhaps than the pedigree as we look at the story all year long Miami actually had a shorter price on the opening night October 18th of this 2022-23 NBA season at 16 to 1 than that of the Denver Nuggets at 20 to 1 to win this NBA championship but entering the playoffs Miami had the fourth longest number as the eighth seed in the east at 130 to 1. Sherapan, when were the odds the most surprising to you that we would reach this point the Heat and the Nuggets in an NBA Finals? Oh, I think at the start of the playoffs, there was a lot of people that took a lot of shots with it. Because I'm getting texts, DMs, calls. What do I do? What do I do? They're holding 100 to 1 tickets, 130 to 1, 125 to 1, yeah. some three digits right at the start of the playoffs. So, I mean, I, I can't remember an odds like this team live to actually win it. They win a round. They sometimes win two, but Cinderella's slipper always breaks. It doesn't get mm. there. And now, um, you know, this is a realistic shot of, of actually getting to the window, like our boy K-Dub likes to say, um, yeah. and getting the money. This is, it's impressive. It's fun. And, um, I mean, unless you're a Denver fan and you laid one and a half right. or you know, you, you have to sweat the Denver money line or you even have a Denver ticket, you know, the, to, to look at the other side of those odds. I mean, it, Denver was plus 850 a week before yeah. the uh, the playoffs started. So a couple different things, right? Like that's that's one there. Even 10 to 1, that says? That is crazy. They were yeah. 10 to 1 as the number one seed. So all that Laker money, that's not going to work. All that Bucks and Celtics money, not going to work. The books are doing just fine with these two teams. So, Sherpin, let me ask you, though, from the book perspective, why have the odds not caught up with the Miami Heat? Booked as an underdog now so many times throughout this playoff run, 16 games, in fact. They remain the series underdogs, despite evening up the series at one game all. And we saw their price to start the postseason. That makes sense. But every step of the way, they have been slightly overlooked, it seems. Why is there such a drastic difference in what the odds expect out of Miami versus what we see on a nightly basis in this postseason? Well, there's some, I mean, the books that actually book the games and take positions and stuff are okay with the positions that they have on the NBA future. So they're not going to just give it away. Mm. But, I mean, the other thing is, is you just have to kind of work out the math. Again, it's a math problem. We always talk about that. The Nuggets are still favored to win the series because they're likely to win the series. They're favored on the road to, you know, for game three. It's not today. I don't even know when it is. The NBA is going to take a nice little break now. Wednesday night. Okay. So Wednesday night, two and a half point favorites. I'm surprised actually at the series price. Minus 260 up to minus 270. 
That's really right. hard to believe after watching that game. But don't forget, don't forget, the Heat were down 15 at one point in the game. The Heat were down eight going into the fourth quarter. Denver, 11-0 in the playoffs in that situation. When they have led any game, they've closed it out. It's the first time they lost. So the odds reflect what has already happened, and the odds reflect mm. what – if you go outside and ask people at Benny and the Bets, who's going to win, Denver or Miami? 98 people – are going to say Denver that actually know that the two teams are playing. It's about a 98% out of 100. Um, that's why Denver's favorite. I was going to say, Sheriff, and if you asked 100 people in the streets of New York City who's going to win the NBA championship, I think 10 would probably tell you the Nuggets and the Heat are playing for that Larry O'Brien trophy. Under. So, Sheriff, and I think that's a great point. We talk about it all the time. The odds anticipate what they have based on the sample size of previous results. So the fact that Denver is still a two-and-a-half-point favorite for game number three on the road in South Beach on Wednesday, the fact the Nuggets are still a minus-270 favorite outright to win this NBA Finals series, what should we decipher from the odds? What should the common sports better understand about what the odds are indicating for the rest of this final series? Well, I, I think there's so many different options now. I'm scrolling. I was scrolling through, and I mean, these, these popular parlays featured and all these other things. There's so many things. Uh, um, I think you should really focus on Jokic to score triple-double. I think that's the easiest bet of, you know, this rest of the series. That's something you can consistently count on. I I think uh, look at individual player props. There's a lot of options there. I think the total's interesting, right? The total seemed like it was a, a really it was really high in the first game. It was an over adjustment in the second game. Oddsmakers are getting better at it. You know, we got a little better of a number now, and. and and I think we're going to start to see the down. So um, if you're looking at under, I would bet it now because it's probably coming down. The side is the toughest bet there is right now. Two and a half. Yeah. The Celtics were two and a half point favorites. You know, when they played on the road, didn't work out against Miami. This is a tough spot. This is a tough spot for Denver. Probably likely a split in Miami. We're going to go back tied 2-2. Look at the total games. Total games price tells you this thing is going six or seven. So Correct. five is done. No one's winning three games in a row. We're going six or seven. Pick your spot. Who's going to win the series? Denver on the road in six. Miami on the road in seven. Both are possible. When you looked at those series total games, market share, Pan, it was five games that was the most likely and shortest yeah. outcome before this series got started around a two-to-one price. Now it's the longest of the three potential outcomes we have out there, five, six, or, of course, seven games, with seven being at plus 140 and six being at plus 145 so more competitive to say the least Sherpan, let's flip it over to the ice game number two of the stanley cup final tonight in las vegas between the golden knights and the florida yes. panthers as he puts on the lid Sherpan, the distinction vegas. in the nhl not nearly as drastic as that no. in the nba 
Why do you think there is that difference between the Stanley Cup postseason and what we see in the playoffs in the association? Well, because the dog, perception-wise, can win in the NHL. And it's that much closer, right? There's only five, six, or seven goals scored in uh, in an NHL game, most likely, especially a playoff game, mm. or less. There's not more than seven goals, very, very rarely, especially in the Stanley yeah. Cup Finals. But in the NBA games, you know, you have 216, 220 points scored, a little more possibility for variance, right? So, yeah, man, this is uh, this is very exciting. I mean, the, the, the city is great. I went to practice yep. uh, on Friday, watched the night's practice. I actually got interviewed by a uh, French-Canadian newspaper, Le Journal de Montreal, I was wearing a, a jersey, so we, 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 yeah. we turned that into a, uh, a front-page story in the sports section of Montreal. You know what else we turned it into, Benjamin? We're hosting, no. we're hosting Bostonian versus the book live outside of Stadium Swim this week. Peralt and I, on Thursday, we have a cabana. You guys are invited. If you guys can come out, I have bracelets with your name on them. You... Oh. Frizo, Shames. I don't know if Vegas is ready for the morning after crew to come out, but I'm ready for you. I'll pick so. you up at the airport, provide ground transportation. You guys come out, do the show live. You're on the show, obviously, and it's the official watch of party course. of the Las Vegas Stanley Cup Finals. Game three will be wow. in stadium swim. A lot of stuff going. Just bring the sunscreen, Benjamin. I can't have you getting burned. Of course you got all these appearances on TV. I can't have you with the sunburn. Um, what you do at night is up to you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing any of that stuff. Youngins, you go do your thing. You go do your thing. We'll see what that crew could get up to at night in Las Vegas. I can only imagine the terror in that city with John Shames rolling the street. As they say, hide your kids, hide your wife. If John Shames is out there in Viva Las Vegas. That's cool, though. Peralt, you leaving Boston to get to Vegas? Peralt lives here, 10 minutes from me. Peralt's leaving Omaha to get to Vegas? He's still not in Omaha either. He's 10 minutes from me. Huge setup. BVB. Yeah, we're... Yeah. The Brigade. BVB. Come on. Yeah. That sounds nice. Sounds like a very Come good time. Out. I wish I could be there. Maybe I will. Who knows? More the morning after. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We close out our two hours together here live on this first day of a new week. It's a Monday in June, June 5th to be exact, on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM, channel 159. That's the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. And as Craig Mish might tell you in just a few minutes on Newswire, this is the Spiz Grizz Network. That includes the new Spiz Grizz app. The ultimate sports betting companion app is now here. The Spiz Grizz app is the Sports Grid app. All of our information, insight, and data sets available at the touch of your fingers, on your phone, everything you need all in one place. Scan the QR code on your screen right now, and there you have it. The new Sports Grid app it will give you best bets in whatever your favorite sport or favorite league or favorite team is my favorite sport this time of year 
is college baseball and college softball. I would keep an eye on Oklahoma today in the Women's College World Series semifinals that they have. The Sooners looking for their third consecutive national title and their 51st consecutive victory today. If there are odds there, bet Oklahoma lay four and a half on the run line. It does not matter. I will focus, though, on the 2023 Men's NCAA Tournament on the baseball diamond before we say goodbye and before we say farewell it is time for bye 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 you've heard of march madness how about june madness 16 national seeds host a regional to start the field of 64 in the ncaa tournament on the baseball diamond five of those 16 national seeds already set packing five could have their season come to a close tonight including in stanford palo alto the cardinal hosting texas a&m the aggies an underdog we manifest this if a&m wins tonight we will have a super regional between texas a&m and texas for a berth to the college world series in omaha that's how you end a show. Tuesday starts at 9 a.m. Eastern. Bless you, John James. We'll talk tomorrow.